We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome in to another episode of the Goodman Hummel Podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Robbie Hummel. Now, we have a lot to talk about. We have some breaking news this morning, Rob. Some breaking news involving your blue Duke, uh, Duke Blue Devils, not Blue Duke Devils or whatever I was going to call them. Um, Coach K's grandson, uh, Michael Severino, was uh, pulled over and arrested uh, at about 1.10 Sunday morning for DWI. And that's news unto itself, obviously. You know, he's a walk-on on the Duke team. He's 20 years old. He's underage. But the bigger news is that uh, there was somebody in the back seat, uh, one of his teammates named Paulo Bancara. And Paulo was also arrested for aiding and abetting DWI. And I guess what that means, Rob, is, is that aiding and abetting means that he, he, he pretty much allowed. Gave him uh, the keys. You right? drive, right? That, that would be that'd be accurate. Gave him the keys. Either just... gave him the keys or I think even um, failed to prevent him from getting behind the wheel. So I think it was either knowingly turns over their own vehicle to the other person or fails to present, prevent an impaired person from getting behind the wheel. So it uh, could have been either. But ultimately, now they both got court dates uh, in early December. Severino's is December 9th. Uh, Paulo, who's 19 years old, is uh, December 8th, the day before. And the big question will be, you know, what's the punishment? You know, listen, I, I don't know if you're willing to admit this, but I certainly am. When I was 20 years old, I, I got behind the wheel impaired. I did. And I obviously, I regret it. And it was stupid. Um, but I'm not the only one. Michael Severino is not the only one. It happens around the country, and again, it's dumb, and hopefully this will teach him a lesson and teach Paulo a lesson. But, you know, the bigger the bigger thing here for a lot of people is, okay, what, what's the punishment going to be? Luckily, these two are okay. Nothing happened to them. They didn't get in an accident, anything like that. But what does Coach K do with his grandson? Number one, his grandson, who's a walk-on, uh, who was also involved um, – a year ago, not even a year ago, when the season shut down due to COVID, Rob, it was uh, Severino who contracted COVID at that point, according to my sources. So um, Severino now is is uh, had some some dealings here uh, that are not favorable uh, for the the Duke Blue Devils and his uh, grandfather. Well, at this point, you're just like, why don't you Uber? You know, <laughs> like you, you can. It's so easy. You, Click an app on your phone and, and you just I just don't understand. I, I we don't know if, if Paulo had anything to drink. I mean, that, not and look, this is why I think being a college coach would be awful. Like you're asking these kids on a college campus where everybody is drinking not to make bad choices. And look, we know players drink, college students drink. That's a, that's fine. Like I it's an accepted part of our, our country, right? Like it just it's kind of like a a rite of passage, but to get behind the wheel in, in this season where Duke has, I mean, just so much positive momentum at this yeah. point. I mean, it's Coach K's farewell deal, and, you know, you, you beat Kentucky in the Champions Classic, and 
just distractions like this are are not good. Now, I I would assume that Paulo won't get hammered with a suspension. I mean, if he's just sitting in the back seat of the car, I, I can't imagine that he's going to get a, a long suspension. I, for Coach K's grandson, I who knows? I mean, if this is strike two, DWI is a pretty serious charge. I just I think for for teams that that want to be great, these are things that you can't have happen. And I'm not saying it's going to derail the season or anything like that, but this is just you have to understand that when you're trying to to win a championship, and that's what Duke is trying to do, they have a team that can win the national championship. These are the types of of things that you have to avoid. You know, you just this this is you have to understand. And I, you know, I I think that when I played for Matt Painter, he did such a good job. He would always say. You know, when you're done playing, you can drink as much as you want. You know, you, you can do whatever you want then. That's right. But right now, we're trying to be one of the best college basketball teams in the country. And he said that knowing that guys were, were going to go out. Go out. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what he meant. He meant basically don't get in trouble. <laughs> don't right. don't derail the season because of one night out at a frat party or a, a bar. And this is this is the type of thing that can can do that. If let's say that they crash the car. Now you are looking at derailing the season. It's it's just not a not a good decision, and uh, I'm sure Mike Shashevsky um, just is probably sick about it. Honestly, so they have Gardner Webb tonight. We're we're shooting this. Uh, we're recording this right now, Tuesday uh, late morning. Uh, then Lafayette, and then Citadel. So the next three, I, I would listen. All I know is if this were my daughter, granddaughter whatever, and she were an athlete and she were, you know, I'm coaching her in any team. She'd be suspended for the next few games for, yeah. for driving while intoxicated. She'd be done at least three games, probably more, to be honest. You're, probably you're more. giving them, you're not giving the Mark few suspension, huh? I'm not, no, I'm not. Especially like game. again. Right. Yeah. And I was just out. We'll talk about that later. Here, <laughs> I was just out in Spokane. Um, yeah. But Paulo, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Paulo gets suspended for the Gardner Webb game tonight. Just tonight and plays That's going forward. That's totally fair. Well, you know what but the his game grandson is should after. get more. You know what the game is after Gardner Webb, Lafayette, and, and Citadel, right? I do not know. Gonzaga in Vegas right after oh. Thanksgiving. He'll the be the irony there. there. Yeah, he'll, he'll be there. He'll be there. I don't. I wouldn't be if you, if they spend him a game or two. That that's totally fair. Yeah, that, they, that's a total. And unless something new sure comes you suspend out, him. I'm not well, even like obviously. Yeah. He's in a tough spot. Should he have said something? Yes. But I honestly did not know it was illegal. And I maybe in some states it's not. Right. I thought if you were the passenger in the car, you were, you know, you're taking a giant risk for yourself. Yeah. But I, I didn't know it was against the law. And you don't know a lot of times, right? Your buddy's always, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. What do you have? Is, is Paolo really going to ask Michael Severino, Coach K's grandson, how many beers did you have tonight? Like, he's not. He's not. No, no, he's going to trust them. He's going right. to trust them. And uh, I would think from an optics perspective, they probably have to suspend him tonight, but you're totally right. It, he might not even warrant a suspension, depending on what happened. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even think I'd suspend him. Unless yeah. he were blasted in the backseat or something. Um, no, that's, I, that's, totally, that's totally fair. Yeah. That's totally I, fair. I'd hit Severino with, with – you know, a couple of weeks, I, I wouldn't let him go to Vegas personally, especially if I'm his grandfather, right? Even more it, really though, like it is, it's like, listen, I'm going to hit my, my daughter harder than I'm going to hit anybody else because she, she's my daughter. Like I gotta, I gotta make a statement to her for her life. Yeah. And, and you should for any player, really for any player, that should be the case is like, no, no dr drinking and driving is stupid. Like, I can't believe I did it when I was a kid. I, I can't believe how dumb I was to do it. And I got away with it. And I don't want my daughter doing it. So, yep. um, all right. That, that, that's uh, topic one. Topic two, and I'm going to let you take it. I'm just going to let you take this one. I'm going to say the, the, the two words. And then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you say, I told you so. And it is Andre Curbella. <laughs> Oh man, where where do we start here? Where do we start with it? now? I will start with some positive. Kofi Coburn comes back, and that will help him. That that will help him tremendously because it can't hurt him, Rob. It can't well, it hurt can, him yeah. the way he looks right now. It can't now. hurt, and and 
in pick and roll, it's going to really change the way teams have to guard them. With that being said, Illinois should never, never have lost that game last night. Marquette did everything in their power to lose. Miss free throws. Bricks. I mean, like what? Daryl Morseau made a couple shots, but for the most part, I mean, Marquette, I'm not even sure they won the game. No, they, they, they just were the yeah. they were the slightly less bad team at the end. I was shocked to see Illinois play like they'd never been in a close game in their lives. Yeah. I mean, the turnovers, the shot selection, and most of that falls on Curbelo. Some of it's on some of the other guys too. Frazier. But Trent Frazier ha- Trent Frazier has to accept some. Yeah, no doubt. I, and, you know, Alfonso Plummer had a turnover late in the game, and that, nobody played well. I mean, it was that was horrible. Um, I, I just – Curbelo's shot selection, horrific. Yeah. The three-point air ball that I think oh. DeMonte Williams oh. saved is one of the worst shots he could – I mean, why are you not driving the ball and making a play for yourself or somebody else? Now, when he did make a play for himself, he got so deep. Kirkweth is still just beating shit in the stands. Kirk Quet took the ball from him. That's I mean, the you, problem. Point guard in the center just takes the rock from you. Rob, that was That's, the problem. Is like when he tried to make a play, oh, he went too right. deep. Was, He's got he had no floater. How does Andre Curbelo, Curbelo not have a floater game right now? He he's small. He's not the most athletic. Like he's got to get in the paint and lay it up. I want to ask you, Mister All American. Like I and here's the thing that I have an issue about with this. You're going to say Curbelo's an All-American, and you know what? It's one game. Right. Maybe he still will be. Maybe Kofi comes back and he looks cures all of their ills. Yeah. But how are you not going to just just be smart? Kong Gillespie, I know. he's good. I know. It's, it's I know. a low-hanging fruit, and you know he's going to be good. As, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be good. He was great at UCLA. He, he was so he vanilla. Was because he's so That's, vanilla. That's you got you got you got freaking sucked in to the razzle dazzle of Curbelo. And and boy, that that was a horrific pick by you. Horrific. I mean, and, and you know what? We have to say it. It could still turn around. We're three games in. But that was that was for an 18, awful. Rob. Awful. Four for 18. And, and I think at one point he was four for eight. I think he went 0 for his last 10 from the field. 0 for three from three. He's now 0 for seven from three on the year. He had seven turnovers last night, three assists. He now has 10 assists, nine turnovers on the year. He's shooting 37% from the field and, again, has yet to hit a three. The turnovers and- are concerning, though. And Brad Underwood has said multiple times in his postgame comments about how when they go back and look at him, it's the right read. And last night, he was not making the right read. No. There was – whether he was scoring or passing or whatever, like that was just – that was bad all around. It was really bad. Again, you you can't go that deep when you know you're not a big time athlete that's going to be able to all of a sudden explode and finish over the rim. You 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 couldn't you can't do that. So ultimately, what you've got to be better at is being able to get in the 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 defense and then kick and and find guys. And it just he made every wrong decision. I almost felt I, I did feel bad for him. Because you know, you feel bad for him or feel bad for you? No, I felt bad for him because I really like Bello as a kid. He's got a lot of passion for the game, and you know, he he's trying to convince everybody at Big Ten Media Day, and, and even me. I said, "Listen, first team All American, you got to make some shots." And he was like, "You know, maybe you put so much pressure on him that it just is." I hope not. I, but I think now, fault. I think now it gets in your head a little bit, Rob, because coming into the year, you've got a fresh start, right? You're, you're convincing yourself, I've worked hard in, in the offseason, so now I'm going to make some shots, and you start out 0 for 7 from 3. Isn't it going to get in his head now going forward? I, I think, honestly, Kofi coming back is the only thing that maybe keeps that from happening immediately. Yeah. But, yeah, it's hard when you're 0 for on the season and you're like, dude, I was supposed to be better at this this year. Uh, there's <laughs> some doubt can certainly creep in. That, that but air I, ball? I mean, that air ball in crunch time. Yeah, but it's like, a horrible shot. I mean, it's not his game. Right. Give it to Trent Frazier. If you want somebody yeah. to shoot that shot. That's Trent Frazier's shot. Right. No doubt. Because at no least doubt. he's got the size and he's made shots from deep. Like, go down with Trent Frazier shooting that last, you know, those last shots. Not, not. I, I think you also have to wonder about Trent Frazier. How healthy is he? Yeah. And, you know, he's wearing that big yep. sleeve on his right shoulder. Right. And he played and, and certainly made shots and. What was he, 7 of 15, 23 points? Yeah, yeah, he was but, fine. He was fine, but again, 
the end of the game, you've got a bunch of veterans and a point guard who's supposed to be a guy who can control the game. And it was just poor decision after poor decision. And we'll see. Listen, maybe we did overrate this team a little bit. Now, when you, you know, I, I'm not willing to go there yet. Yeah. I think Kofi is an enormous loss because at the end of the game, you can always throw in the ball. Now, our team's going to double him, and is he going to cough well, it up? That's fine. If they double him, you you pick your poison. Then you're yeah. Gonna but I, I wouldn't say I'm 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 curious to see how he is as a passer this year. At times last year, when that went in, it was not coming out. We'll, right. we'll see this year. That's TBD. But um, at, at least he. He, he makes you change your entire game plan. It's a totally different animal with Kofi Coburn out there. So I, I'm not willing to say that we've overrated them yet, but this is a game they should have totally won. There, there's really no excuse to lose to Marquette like this. So I just got back last night from uh, a really good trip. Really, I'm glad I did it. Uh, West Coast swing uh, started with UCLA Villanova at Poly. And it, so I was at the Garden. A week ago now. Wow. It's been a week at the garden and the garden was rocking. It was great to see, um, you know, obviously champions classic is terrific. Duke, Kentucky, Michigan state, Kansas, four great programs, really good crowd, but you know what? The crowd is nothing compared to an on-campus environment, um, uh, like Poly pavilion, um, uh, like the kennel in Spokane, which I went two days later. It's just different. And, and I want to, I want to start with that with you. And you played at Purdue. You played in a lot of really good uh, road environments as well. Assembly Hall, uh, Breslin Center, a lot of them. You know, give me like the, the best neutral site environment you played in compared to a mediocre home environment. I'll take a mediocre home environment any day of the week. Totally. Totally. I mean, the best neutral site environment we played in was so non-neutral we played washington and portland in the ncaa tournament now that was but that's basically a home game for them yes. right we have 500 fans and they have 17,000 at the rose guard or the motor center or whatever they call it now um i i'm totally on board with you and with the way they picked the ncaa tournament now why wouldn't you do this i mean going on the road and playing against a, a big time opponent Yep. It's only going to help you, even if you lose. It doesn't matter. Like, you're so much better off doing that. It's better for TV. It's better for the fans. I mean, Paulie was rocking. Gonzaga's always like that. I mean, it's it's a smaller arena, but it's always crazy. Um, I wish more teams would do it. I, I really don't understand why. And maybe now that this is the way they're doing the tournament, more teams will. But it's only good for the game. Right. The, some, some of the uh, – we talked about this last week. Some of those neutral, you know, feast week events, there's nobody there. Yeah, like right. I'm doing in Vegas. I've, I've got Michigan, Arizona, Wichita State. There'll be nobody. There. Right. I can't imagine that it's at the T-Mobile Center or the T-Mobile Arena. The place is huge. Yes. Like, so it's, I'm sure there will be some. And Vegas is a real transient place. So you might, people will go and who knows? I, I honestly have no idea. I would assume it'll be a, a bad crowd. Um but you you take Michigan Arizona, well that's in you know Tucson or or Ann Arbor. Oh, oh. great! You I know, mean UCLA, I, Rob. I've been to UCLA before when it's been a dead crowd, right? Yeah, we're sold. Why? Yeah, it, but nobody was there. The last time I was there prior to this was was Lonzo, and I thought this was as good. I didn't think there was many like stars out. I thought when Lonzo was there the stars really came out because it was more of a, a fun electric. It was more of a show people wanted to see with Lonzo. Who, this who one, was the, they showed Jessica Alba on TV. They showed Cedric, the entertainer, I think on TV. Yeah, I was hanging with Cedric. I got a picture of Cedric. Oh. Me and Cedric were hanging. Well, here, here's what happened. So I walk in and uh, the pump brothers are there and uh, I've known the pump brothers forever since they, how about this? This is, I go way back with the pump brothers. I did a, a, AAU top 25 poll one year. So, you know, and they, they had a loaded team that year. I think it was a year of like the, the Atlanta Celtics and like Dwight Howard, Josh Smith, yeah. Randolph Morris. Randolph Morris, yeah. And I think I had like pump and run like third or fifth or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dana Pump calls me and he tries to play the Jewish card on me. He's like, <laughs> come on, you gotta, you gotta have us number one. 
And uh, it, it's just the salesy of Dana Pump. It was classic. I'm like, Dana, what are you talking about? Like, no. <laughs> but uh, so Dana walks in and, and uh, he's in there with Cedric, the entertainer, and introduces him to me and like could not be a better dude. Like, seriously, just hanging, talking, taking pictures with people, like just a regular dude who was just there to watch a good basketball game. Um, but the place packed up. Uh, it was a great, great environment. There were people uh, out all day. Mick Crone, I think, and, and, and the AD, uh, Martin, Jarmon, they were out there delivering pizzas to the students. I mean, shit, it was 85 degrees out, too. Pretty right. damn good. It's not like you're sitting out there in the snow like you are at you know, Duke, Carolina. Um, right. And the game lived up to the hype, Rob. It was awesome. I mean, it was as good a game as you're going to get in the first week of the season. And that's what I think is forgotten. And I really thought it was going to be bad basketball early on the season with so much turnover. But the good part with these two teams was there was no turnover. UCLA brought everybody back for the most part. Villanova brought almost everybody back that played. And they played a high-level game, missed shots early, but then they got going. And it was like just a shot-making clinic. Ju Zhang, who I talked to after the game, he started one for eight. And yeah. I said to him, like, you know, were you worried at all? He's like, no. Like, and that's the one thing Mick Cronin said about Johnny Juzay. He said, like, he gives us our confidence that we yeah. need, our swagger. That does not affect him. At does all. Not. At all. And it was a big win for a UCLA program, Rob, that I'm not saying – I said the word fluke, and they looked at me like I was crazy. You know, Mick Cronin said, I know where you're going with it. And Juzang was like, no, not – like, fluke is the wrong word, and I get it. But the first part of the season last year, the regular season, remember, they were, what, an 11 seed. They yeah, barely yeah. got in the tournament. And then they went crazy in the NCAA tournament. And Juzang stepped it up more than anybody and showed he was a completely different player. I just – I felt like, are they somewhere in between those two this year? Are we overrating them? I want to see it with my own eyes. And they beat the ultimate culture team and the ultimate culture program that has won two national titles – in the last six years, which is Villanova, that was a huge statement to me for this UCLA team. I, I want to ask you, do you think that – is Jaime Hawkins a good player? Oh, he's so good. So good. Is Tiger Campbell a good player? Yes, yes. Is Johnny Juzang a good player? Absolutely. Is Jules Bernard a good player? Yep. yep. Is Miles Johnson a good player? Yeah, they he was bad. Cody Riley. Right. He was, Miles was bad in that game, but he's going to be good, and they didn't even have Cody Riley. So, with all those being said, that's that's their starting five. Yep. How in the hell can you think they're not going to be good? They have all good players. Yeah. They have five star dudes on the bench, dude. Like what? I know. What Only fun? because I mean, Bello and this, I just don't even know if I can even forgive you for these two things. I just didn't know if they'd be elite. I, I just because they were they have elite okay. players. They have elite players, I dude. Know, they do. They do. No question. I mean, and, and it's just like I, I hear what you're saying, but when you look at their roster. They're better than most teams. So, uh, and they've played together and they're the same guys and they're well coached and they have a good coach. Yep. I just, it, it was a great college basketball game. I had to just murder you again. The Curbelo and the UCLA. And you didn't even mention thing. Peyton Watson coming up. I, I said five star dude. Minutes. Barely plays. Like, it, it doesn't get ticked because the team is really, really good. Yeah. No. Um, you see it with your own eyes and you understand it. But it was more of like the body of work, the, the larger body of work last year said that they were mediocre. The smaller body of work said that they were elite. I just didn't know if they were closer to somewhere right in the middle or they were going to be elite. They were going to pick up where they left off. And I thought this was a big one, Rob, because next week, right before Thanksgiving, they get Gonzaga in Vegas. Yeah, so be, if they cool. hadn't won this one and then let's say they get blasted by Gonzaga, which they're not going to. They're not going to, but let's say they, they lose this one in overtime to Villanova and they get blasted by Gonzaga. Then people like myself probably start to say, all right, like, how good are they? Are they elite? Do they belong in the top 10? You know, your chest or I, no, I listen. I, and Mick Cronin's done an incredible job an absolutely incredible job. That hire to me when they made it was like, I was just doing this. I was just like, all right, like, is this another Ben Howland? who's a little bit more personable than, than Ben Howland and will go out in the community and, you know, do what he needs to do. Um, but Mick has done a great job 
because, and he's got a little lucky. Let's face it. You know, Johnny Juzang bounces back, has a horrible freshman year at Kentucky and wants to come back out West. Um, Jaime Hawkins had already signed with, with uh, the previous staff and just decided basically signed on like, like met with Mick for like five minutes and was like, I'm still in uh, Tiger Campbell. You know, they were supposed to recruit over. Remember, they had the kid Deshaun Nix, who was poached by the G League at the like 11th hour. And everybody thought Nix was going to be their starting point guard. Um, Bernard was like not even a player two years ago. Like most people didn't yeah. think he was good enough. Yeah, he's a beast. So it's it's worked out. But what Mick Cronin is, is a really, really good basketball coach. Period. Yeah. No, he is. And I, I just thought that the the high level of play was so apparent. Yeah. And, you know, they let them play, which I like, as long as it's being called even on both ends. Yeah. That's all right. I, it was talked about plenty, but I was, maybe there was fouls here, fouls yeah, there. Yeah. I talked, listen, I talked to one of the refs afterwards for an extended period of time. And he said to me off the record, he was like, listen, there was flow in that game. We totally. didn't want to screw up the flow of the game. No, like, and that's what the rest job is. Yes, Stay out of the way. Let exactly. the players decide. And if, if it's not a foul on this end, it's not a foul on that end, and it's not egregious. Right. Let good. play. We yes. all want them to play. As a player, Rob, what did you want more? Now, again, if you were getting absolutely hammered, you wanted the call to be made. But you wanted to be able to play on both ends. Yeah. I mean, I wanted the star treatment. I didn't always get that, but (laughs) (laughs) a player doesn't want that. But yes, as long as it was equal, if it's not a fall here and it's not a fall there, I'm with it. Like I really am. But yeah, Villanova had their chances, but they're, they're going to be just fine. They they are. You're, you said it, the ultimate culture program. They're so solid. They play the right way. Jay Wright's a great coach. coach. Gillespie's a great point guard. I thought Jermaine Samuels played well. Yep. Um, certainly Justin Moore had, had moments where he was really good. They're going to be tough. That Purdue, the Purdue Villanova game next week is, is going to be high level. At, I'll be there for that one. Egan Sun. Well, I, I just wonder how the hell Eric how do you guard the big is going to handle our big boys. The, the big dudes. Yeah, I, that's that's a great question. It's a great like he question. Can handle Trevion. Game. He can handle Trevion, but I, I honestly, I, I think Zach Eady. I almost regret, and I thought about putting him on my preseason All-American, one of one of the teams. You could have played Curbelo for Edie. That's what you could have done. I'm going to swap it. Can I still do it? Can I put Can I put Edie as my first team uh, point guard? Man, you'd, you'd like to do that now, I'm sure. I think he can shoot it better than Curbelo right now. From three. Curbelo right? might – he might look different with Kofi. We, we got to give this some time. I that, hope so. That was awful. I hope so. so. All right, so I go from 85 degrees – in LA, it was 85 out there for two days, by the way. I, I'm, I'm not, I can either confirm or deny the fact that I did hit the beach multiple times. Did you go to the Thai place? No, I don't, I'm not a big Thai guy. Man, why'd you I'm even ask for recommendations guy. if you're not going to go? No, I, what did I do? Remember, too, I'm on keto, although I did break keto multiple times, multiple <laughs> times. I'm back. I'm back to listen. I'm back to these. Oh God, those yeah. are like the worst thing for you, right there. Ever, ever. But I've lot. You know, I I feel like I earned it. I went from two twenty five to two eleven in a little over three weeks. How tall are you? Six three. God, so I'm five inches taller than you, and you outweigh me by fifteen pounds. I'm fat. What do you want? I'm fat. I got to start working out too. I, I've been I've been chilling. Well, yeah, you don't do anything. I mean, <laughs> That's, that's, <laughs> that's I can't deal. All you do is golf and podcasts and, and talk about basketball on TV. That's, that's pretty much it. life. Is that a velour sweatshirt, by the way? What are you wearing? No, it's a camo sweatshirt. It looks like a velour sweatshirt or something. Like you pulled that out the of Nike camo 70s or something. You're not, you're not cool enough to pull this off, but I am. So. When I was a kid, I, I think my, my mom dressed me in velour. Uh, yeah. We, when I was at Purdue, our travel suits, my freshman through junior year, yeah. velour. I, mean, <laughs> I think I still have them. I I should bring them out. I'll wear them on one of these podcasts. You gotta find them. Gotta... Like zip up velour oh. and velour pants, all the same color. Oh, one year geez. they were gray, one year they were black. I wish we had white ones. That would have been. That would was have been this a painter. Was this a painter fashion decision? <laughs> I think it was a Nike thing because other teams had them too. 
they were so comfortable. You get on a plane in these things, man. You were <laughs> like, these are great. But we looked, we looked ridiculous. We really looked ridiculous. All right, let, let's let's move on to the the other big game, which was Texas Gonzaga. I had Texas preseason number two. Which then, now again, if you want to go, Boy, all- you're you're lighting this shit on fire here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the worst prognosticator of all God. time. No one is going to listen to you ever everything. again. It's like unbelievable. So. Uh, Texas goes in and they play Gonzaga at the kennel and they get absolutely manhandled. I mean, it wasn't even close. Drew Timmy had 37. He could have had 57. I mean, seriously, he could have had didn't Texas double him. And I, yes, I know Gonzaga's got shooters, but eventually you got to be like, this dude is going to score every time we don't bring a double team. We'll rotate and hope for the best. Their defense was so bad from the outset. Like first play, you, you, you see, Somebody cutting down the lane. I can't remember who it was. Somebody cutting down the lane. Nobody picked him up, and he went in for a layup. Next p- possession, it was like the same shit. Later on, Andrew Jones and, and Courtney Ramey, I think Nemhard split them, and neither one even – they looked at each other, and Nemhard just like honestly could have done a cartwheel to the basket. It was so easy. That's shocking. For a beard team, that, that's, that's Well, surprising. here's the thing. Here's the big question that's going to arise if their defense isn't good. Was Mark Adams the yeah. reason, the who is now the head coach of Texas Tech, was the defensive coordinator? Was he the reason that Texas Tech was so damn good defensively? Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, again, I think Beard will be okay. And, again, you're not going up against too many teams that have guys like Drew Timmy um, and, and Andrew Nemhard. To be honest, Nemhard was phenomenal. He just runs the team. Um, he does. He makes the right decision, and I give Chet Holmgren credit. He he had what two points yeah, in that three game? Shots. Three, shots. three shots. I talked to him after. I talked to him the next morning, uh, the next day, and he said to me, "I give him credit." Here's what I give Chet Holmgren credit for: is most guys that are in the mix for the number one pick, they're gonna want to shoot the ball. They're gonna hunt. They're gonna be pissed off. They're going to hunt shots. He can shoot threes anytime he wants. He's seven feet, and he can just rise up and shoot a three anytime he wants. But he didn't do that. He he deferred to Timmy. He knew Timmy was going crazy, and his body language throughout the game was still pretty damn good. He was frustrated a little bit at himself, but he really didn't show it. So I thought, and I asked Timmy that too. I said, what, what's the most impressive thing from Chet from last night's game? And he literally, the same thing I was thinking – he said, which was good teammate, you know, didn't hunt, just wanted to, to, to win the game. So I, I think too much is going to be made of Chet in that regard, but it was Timmy's night. I mean, they couldn't stop him. They couldn't even come close to containing him. I mean, I would think regardless of Chet Holmgren's numbers this year, he's going to be like a top three. One or bit. two. He'll be he, one he, or two. Yeah, he's, he's what, 18 years old. Yeah. He's so skilled. He's huge. Yeah. It probably impresses NBA guys more. Now, I mean, they'd pro- I take that back. They'd probably rather see him drop 40. But if you're not going to do that and you're having a game like this and you're willing to sacrifice, because in the NBA, that's that's going to be some nights, especially when you're young. Yes. It might not be when he's 28 and he's one of the best players in the league. Rob, but- what do you weigh? What do you weigh, Rob? Like 215. He weighs 188. Yeah. I mean, even my freshman year, I was so skinny. I weighed 200 pounds. Yeah. That's And he's – Three or four inches taller than me. He's he's physically so immature, yeah. yes. you know, and that's he just hasn't grown into his body. I, it'll be interesting to see how how well he can add weight. You know, I, like Jawan Johnson dealt with that. Jawan could he could power clean like four hundred pounds, and he'd eat really? like crazy, and he would he weigh he just couldn't put it on. He still is so skinny. You see yeah. him, and he's over in Europe now, but you see him play even today. He's still really thin. There's some guys that just can't. Can't do it, you know. It's it is what it is. But I that'll be interesting to watch for Chet Holmgren. I was really impressed with Gonzaga because again, you got a team, and I know Texas, a bunch of new guys, right? It's a new coach, six transfers, five played. They were missing Dylan Disu, the the bandy transfer, because he could have helped a little bit, but they had no answer for Timmy. Like he was just dominating everybody. And you look at Drew Timmy, and you're like, all right, he's not really athletic. He doesn't shoot it from three. Like, that's the other part of Timmy that I was just blown away by is, you know, after going through the NBA process, right, they're going to tell him, number one, 
you need to be able to guard ball screens better. You need to be able to guard on the perimeter. That's number one. Number two, you got to be able to shoot it a little bit on the perimeter and step out. He, I think he took one three the whole game, one, one shot from beyond the foul line the whole game. He knows what he does well, and he embraces it. And he's a really good passer and a willing passer. Like, he didn't have a, you know, a selfish 37. In fact, like, to me, honestly, like I said, he probably could have had 50 if he really wanted to. Um, but they did it. They, they blew out Texas without anything from Chet, without anything from Hunter Salas, another top 10 recruit out of Omaha who barely played in that game. And Nolan Hickman was solid. The other freshman point guard, he played it with them. Rajir Bolton was pretty good. He, yes. Rajir. Rajir. Yeah, that's what I said. All right, good job. Rajir. Drew Timmy I've can't done, get his name I've out. done a lot of Iowa State games, dude. <laughs> but <laughs> they were play a lot last year. They were trying to teach Timmy how to pronounce it. He still doesn't know. He still said, like, I don't Rajir. know if he said Rajir or, or So finally, it was just, he, he just said, he's like, I have his comrade or Raz or something. I don't know. But but Bolton might be the key piece that nobody talked about because he's he's a veteran wing who's who's quick as hell. I mean, super quick. Like I hadn't seen him in person ever, and he's slight, really no, he slight. Is, he's really athletic and fast, and yes. he can shoot and he can pass. Yep. He's, he's a good player. Like yeah. he's just been on bad teams, right? And he would have been on a good team at Penn State had he stuck around, but he left. And then at Iowa State, they just weren't very good. But I mean, I think he was third team all Big Twelve. I want to say last year. He's he can help him as long as he fits in with what they're doing. And I would say after one after he seeing does. that, he's fitting in pretty good. No, he's perfect because he's he's what they don't have, right? I mean, you yeah. got two point guards and Nemhard and Hickman. You got a wing scorer. Then you got Timmy and and Chad up front. That's a pretty darn good starting five, and we'll see if if Hunter Salas comes along. He's just scoring two, and Anton Watson was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. What do you say about Drew Timmy being a souped-up version of Ethan Happ in a way? Um, just, just more so in the sense that they just don't – they score inside yeah. the free-throw line. Happ was probably more of a creator. He, he'd get triple-doubles with assists and stuff, but Timmy I would put Timmy's on the floor. a better shooter than Happ by Timmy, far. Timmy can put on the floor better, I think, than Happ. He's yeah, quicker. Ethan Happ would bring the ball up. But he Maybe. couldn't – he was slower in how he would – like, Timmy can get the sure. ball and drive it. Like, I don't remember Hap doing too much of that. He would work in the post with his back to the basket a lot and wait and wait and see if the double came. Double came, and then he would he would be able to dish it. Timmy can – he can create more for himself. Yeah. And he's That's so – he's so tough. Like, he's got Hansborough toughness. He does. What? Why? Why are you smiling? I, I just. Why do you say that? <laughs> like, what? What do you mean? Like Tyler Hansborough was a physical yeah. beast. Like he wasn't skilled, and that's why he's not. He hasn't been in the NBA. And I think Timmy is far more skilled than Tyler. I'm saying just from a toughness standpoint of. Uh, being able to go in there and finish among contact and embrace contact. Now, Tyler's a better rebounder. I was going to say, I mean, that dude was an animal on the ground. He was. He was. Drew's not that. But Drew, to me, is super skilled, has a high IQ for the game. Um, you know, and and again, like the, the great thing about Drew Timmy, and it's so funny to watch him, too, because he's such a knucklehead off the floor. Like well, his, his celebrations are pretty hilarious. They're he hilarious. A great time out there. There's no doubt. I asked them. I no said, so I said, so what did you, you know, where'd you go? You go out last night after the, after the win. He's like, yeah. I'm like, where'd you go? Jack and Jack and dance is the, the place there that all the kids go. Yeah. So I'm like, you love college. Don't you like, think about like the poster child for college is like drew Timmy. Cause he yeah. does. He just, he has so much fun. And he said that he goes, I asked him, I said, well, you know, NBA, when they came back, I think it was like in the thirties, late thirties, early forties, somewhere around there. And he said, he goes, I didn't need to see that. He goes, I knew, he goes, I know my game. I, I didn't need anybody to tell me I had to come back or what I needed to do to get better. I'm pretty real with myself in my game. I understand it. 
and I got to work on some things. And I've worked on really my, my perimeter defense. That's a big thing. And he's like, I haven't shown it yet, but I think I've become a better shooter than I yep. was. And I'll continue to, but ultimately my team needs me to be in the post and, and score. I didn't come back to improve my draft stock. I came back number one to win a national title. That's, that's a very mature outlook right there. Um, there's not many kids that would be self-aware. Right. And to, to look at it like that. Um, yeah, that's, he's, he's a great player. Fran on the broadcast said he thinks he's going to come back next year. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. See that. I don't know where he got that from, but he did say it. He, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. No, I, I'd be surprised. Now, again, We'll see. Obviously, you don't know what's going to happen. But I think, you know, from me talking to multiple NBA guys after after that game, most of them felt like there's a chance he could sneak in late first. Mm-hmm. There's a chance. Is he a lock? No. And I don't know who he's like. I mean, that I've thought about that. That's, that's a problem. When you don't have a comparison, I mean, that hurts you. It's like Kevin McHale in a way, but he, Kevin McHale was 6'11". Yeah, he was huge. And it was a different era. Correct. I mean, they Correct. were throwing the ball in the post left and right and let those guys wheel and deal. Now the bigs in the NBA, they block shots, they rim run, they they dunk. But yeah. can he have a workout, Rob, where he goes into a team and makes – like I saw Sabonis, Doma Sabonis makes 65 of 100 threes in Boston. And I was like, oh, my God. Like that – it blew me away. And, and Domas walked away, and I said that to him, and he's like, that wasn't even good for me. Like I was going to say, you were blown away by 65 out of 100? He had never shot a three at Gonzaga. No, so I didn't I think know. he – I thought he'd make like 20. I mean, like the Spurs 100, the record is like 96 out of 100. Like that's I, – I understand what you're saying, but I can see where Sabonis would be like, dude, 60 is not even good for me. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I get it. And the question is, can Timmy go in there and make 65 or 70 and somebody say, all right, he's made 65 or 70 when he's never shot him? in college, if we work with him and he's, he is a worker, like it's funny again, cause the leadership, I was talking to Mark view about the leadership style from a year ago to now. And you go from like Corey Kispert, who's like this, the most professional leader you're going to find. And then you go to Drew Timmy, who's again, like a knucklehead in practice, you know, I'm watching them practice and he was actually on his best behavior, but he's still like joking around, having yeah. fun you know, um, and, and like in huddles, I know during games, he's dropping F-bombs and, you know, just he's just having fun. He's just himself. And, and I, I like that. But like Corey Kispert, it was like you didn't have to worry if you were Mark View about leadership at all. Where with Timmy, yeah, like him and he Nemhard are so – he's, he's towing the line of like – Totally. To- and Nemhard doesn't say anything. Nemhard's super quiet. So it's like – Few's probably got to be a little bit more of a leader with this group um, because of that. But listen, they they got a long way to go, but it was really impressive that they beat the shit out of Texas. And and we'll kind of end with Texas. And are you worried? Are you worried watching the Longhorns and get blasted? I know it's it's at Gonzaga, which we can finish with that, of of where Gonzaga stands among the best uh, home courts in the country. but. This is a team that we give Chris Beard a lot of credit because of what he's done over the years, but they got a lot of guys that lost a lot of games in their yeah, careers. That's that's a concern. I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm hitting the panic button yet, just because of the fact that it's what two games in for them, three games yeah. in for them. Like you got to give him some more time. Um, they do have a lot of guys that have lost a lot of places, and Marcus Carr looks little unsure i think you could say of where he needed to be and in the offense and defensively they were horrible but you also made the point earlier that there's not many teams that have guys like gonzaga's got and true timmy for sure you're not going to see that again so i not yet but i i do think that you have to watch them and and they're they're certainly overranked at this point in in time but they they've got time and, and chris beard is is a really good coach and I, I think your point about Mark Adams is very valid, but they before we judge that, you, you can't say that off of just this game. It's, it's just too early. And they were missing, again, Dylan Disu should be back here in the next week or two, yeah. and he was probably – he's their best rim protector. They don't really have one. Um, they're just not athletic. They're not really athletic, Rob. That's what scares me is they're missing, to me, 
a big time athletic. Uh, I like big. they've had. I mean, think about the bigs they've had. Yeah, Jericho Sims. Guys. Put Jericho Sims on this team if he had kept Jericho him. Sims was freaking so athletic. They right. yes, or Jackson Hayes or yeah. Mo Bamba. Or, right. You know, they've anyway. had a lot of them, and that that and I think he'll get him because you know there's plenty of them in Texas, so he'll end up getting him. You know, I, I just feel like this team. Again, I'll take another a hit. Uh, we'll finish with another hit on me. I love that this I is my Texas favorite episode throughout. we've ever done. This is the greatest episode of this podcast. It, it really might be because I'm just taking straight L's across the board. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's not pretty. All right, so let's go with something that I don't think I can take an L on, and that is the home court um, rankings, the Hummel home court rankings. You agree with me, Kansas one? Yes, absolutely. Kansas it, it won. Is, it is so big time. Yeah, it, it's so loud. My ears ran. I did Kansas, Kansas State a couple of years ago when Dean Wade and and those guys were at Kansas State. Both teams were ranked in the top fifteen. We did it for radio, right on the baseline. I mean, it was so. My ears hurt for a couple of days. So good. It so is good. so good. It's so good. I, I, I feel like it. even walking up, walking up to Allen Fieldhouse, you get the chills. It's and kind of, then it's the like, video, yeah, it's like going to Augusta National, like with the history, yeah. but also yep. it's awesome. Like That's it's right. it's the total package of it's a museum. Yep. It's an elite atmosphere. It's a cool, you know, stadium fieldhouse feel. It's it's the total package. It's not a question for me. It's the best. Number two. This is a tough one. Uh, probably Cameron Indoor. Yeah, I, I think you have to go with that. It's small, yeah. but everybody's – and I've never seen a game there. Yeah. Everybody says it is so loud. Yeah. So I I love the students around the floor. I'd, I'd go Cameron with two. Yep. No, I don't think you can argue with that. I, I, I would go Cameron, too, because of the students, and they're on top of you. And there's so right. many of them, and they're sleeping out, and, you know, just the whole ambiance of it. So I would go Duke, too. Then it gets interesting. Yeah. Then it gets really interesting. Who do you got at three? Are we assuming these places are at their best? Yeah. Yeah. Put them at their best. Put them at their best. Uh, I'm going to say at their best. I'm going to go Mackie. I'm going Mackie Arena. Look at you. Look at you. You've been there. You've seen it, dude. It is so loud. It's It's really loud. Here, here's what I'll say about Mackie. How about this? Uh, You're saying at their best. I mean, I've done, I've done, I did tons of games, like really, really high level games at ESPN. And usually you wear one earpiece, right? And you can hear fine and whatever. At Mackie, I wore one earpiece and I couldn't hear a goddamn thing. They threw it to me. I couldn't hear a thing. After that, I got this thing where you have two. Cool. Yeah. You have dual because of Mackey, because of the noise that that changed it for me completely. Um, it was so loud. And yeah, I mean, listen, when, when you were there, it was great. I would say Mackey's somewhere probably in my top five. I'm not here. Here's the only reason I got Gonzaga three. And because of the student section and it's small, there's only about six thousand people and the students are so damn good. And I think part of it for me, Rob, is I haven't been there a ton. So it's yeah. like the the intrigue of going to Gonzaga all the way out in the, the you know, another, it's like another part of the country, you know, another yeah, world. Right. You know, yeah. Spokane, you're at the Davenport, uh, great hotel in Spokane. You're taking the hotel into yes. account for yes. your stadium rankings. Absolutely. Oh, There's, what's, what am I staying at in West Lafayette? The, the courtyard? No, the beautiful Hilton Garden Inn or... The union, they redid the union. It's it's awesome. I swear. <laughs> I swear it's great. I can't get my Marriott points at the union, Rob. <laughs> All right, that's fair. So I, I go Gonzaga because of everything, just because of what Gonzaga is, where it is, what it's come from, how small it is, and the students being out of their minds. I go Gonzaga there at, at number three. So you got Purdue. Uh finish out your top five. Go four. I think before I do, I do think going and doing games at Gonzaga is a blast. The yeah. students are great. It's just, it's small. And I, I think I come from a big, so it's like when you 
you know, go to a big high school versus a small high school. I, I just think that I appreciate the big arenas that get really loud. And I, I, I think Gonzaga's great, but I, I don't have them that high. Uh, four. Yep. Let's see, at their best. This is hard. I mean, like, you're, you're splitting hairs with a lot of these places. I could go Indiana. I could go Michigan State. Yep. Uh, I could go – I think West Virginia at its best is phenomenal. It's really I mean, good. It is awesome. Yes. Uh, really. I mean, would you throw Rupp Arena in that conversation? No, hell no. Hell I've never no. been. I've never been. So Too I, big. Yeah. It's too big. Kind of like Ohio and, State. Yeah, no, no. To me, I'm going, I'm going Indiana. Yeah, that's four. that's totally fair. I I'll go Indiana too. I'm yeah. going Indiana four. It's big when they're rocking. They're rocking. Those fans are are out of their minds. Um, I, I I think I would. I, say I've been to Indiana where I think it's the loudest arena I've ever been in. It's so good, so good. Um, and then five, I probably put Purdue. All right, five. I'll go. I'll go Michigan State. Yeah. I mean, listen, Probably. Big Ten, Big Ten does have there's a reason the that they lead they lead the country in, in attendance every year. There's nothing else to do where we're from. Pretty much. <laughs> so you might as well go to the basketball. Arizona. Team. When I went to school at Arizona, it might have been top five. Yeah. It I was that, that good. I when watched Luke, the game there the other night. They played uh, their first game. So I've got them this week. They played uh, I think Northern Arizona. Yes. First game killed them. It sounded like it was electric in there yeah, and the way good. they play now tommy lloyd's got those dudes <laughs> running and gunning dude right it's, yeah there's no bad shots no it's bad fun shot. to watch yeah. how was uh how was the point guard how did he look on film he Carter? played great in the game he, i watched he was yeah. making shots he looked confident i know he'd struggle in the exhibition game but yeah he's gonna uh, be the key yeah yeah he was good he was good all right. Ooh, well, listen. The role guys are really good too. They they look good to me. I'm we're gonna we're gonna wrap this because I, I've got to I've got to get better. I've got to yes, before our next podcast. I need to get better. So I, I got to do my homework. I got to study up. I got to watch film. A humbling Whatever episode I can do. for you. A humbling episode. This was really humbling. This is really humbling. I'm I'm I got my tail between my legs, and uh, maybe I need a nap first. Maybe I just need to kind of, you know feel a little bit better about myself right now because uh i i think i'm i don't know my confidence is shaking it's, it's been really my favorite episode we've ever had just for you now <laughs> i really enjoyed it and there you have it all right listen we'll we'll talk to you after you're you're, you're back from vegas don't lose too much money out there uh gambling playing blackjack and uh we'll talk next week there you have it uh good minute humble podcast we'll see you next week thanks for joining us and uh happy hoops